Welcome to Rising Tide Startups, where today's most exciting solopreneurs share their startup stories. They also deliver tangible strategies that they would implement personally if starting their business over today. Each episode is a startup masterclass. Make sure you take notes. Take it away, Kevin. This is Kevin Pruitt with another episode of Rising Tide Startups. And my guest tonight is Caroline Lepron. Caroline, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'd, uh, I had just talked to your husband two days ago, so it was kind of the, the Lepron family week that we get to interview both of you. And it's, it's really rare that you have two startups in, in a family at one time. So tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and, and then talk about your company. Yeah. Um, so yes, I'm Caroline. I'm 35. Uh, I've been living in Sydney for 12 years now. And before that, I used to live in Mexico um, for a year and a half. And before that, I used to live in France. So I've been out of France for like almost more than a third of my life. So it's very difficult to know what, like when people ask me like, where are you from? It's like, where I am really from? It's quite a tricky one now. Where is home? Um, so I've been, um, I, I went to Mexico and here for my studies. Uh, I did an exchange student in Mexico. And after I came to Australia, by mistake, just because I sent my resume to the States, to Canada, and uh, and I must have sent it to Australia because someone contacted me and said like, hey, I have an internship for you because you speak French and Spanish and I need someone to start in the next five days, can you come? And I was like, where is Sydney? I didn't even know where it was on the map. <laughs> and five days later, I was on the plane and came to Sydney, so it was quite uh, interesting. And for me, my my I'd been so many times to San Diego and I was thinking that I would live all my life in San Diego. And when I arrived in Sydney, I was like, oh, it's like San Diego. It is. <laughs> but, um, I thought like, yeah, it's like San Diego, but uh, with maybe more business opportunity when yep. you're younger, like uh, even more like as a backpacker at this time, you can really find a lot of jobs very quickly. Uh, as like in France, you could never be a waitress or anything like that. It's not the kind of job what you can do as a student and um, yeah came for internship and uh, and it's been 12 years <laughs> so um, I finished my study here after and uh, uh, started to work I was specialized in event management and work in event management and uh, tried many type of company from public to private to small to big and I was always trying to make things better things faster and people were like not just do your job and I was like yeah but we can this They're like not just do your job I was like oh like you know, when, when you feel like no one really understands you. And um, yeah, and after I've been started like maybe five years ago, I, I was just starting to think about project. And my aim was always like, how can we make um, the planet better? And it was like, why obesity is a big issue. Like obesity in Australia is as big as America. And I had no idea because when you live by the beach, you don't really see that. Right. And uh, even more when you come from France, like, We've been lucky to have like a very good canteen system and it's almost free mm -hmm. or sometimes free. And when you arrive here, like you realize what kind of food they have available. And if your parents don't give you a very good meal, like you have no chance to like have a healthy nutrition. And so I started with a lot of ideas uh, from rooftop gardens to improving the school canteen to um, marketplace for learning parents for the one between their time and the one who don't have time. I ended up, um, I ended up uh, doing a marketplace for commercial kitchen space because I realized that uh, when people um, when people want to order food, uh, for example, from another family, they couldn't cook from home 
because of the regulation. Right. And at this time, I met my co-founder, um, and he was doing a marketplace for kitchen space, and I joined him on that. And we spent two and a half years on this. Uh, it was going well. Um, we did one of the biggest accelerators in Australia. We got uh, selected to do... Um, a program called the landing pad in san francisco so mm -hmm. i told my husband at this time that he should leave his he should leave his very big job and and uh we took a one-year-old little girl and we moved to san francisco just because i was speaking but we can start a big and raise money and he could find a job over there and um so maybe a bit a year and a half ago, we, we moved to San Francisco and uh, I met half of San Francisco in my meetings <laughs> and realized that uh, I, it was just too difficult to just do anything with a startup that I had at this time. Um, I learned a lot of lessons, met amazing people, but I haven't been, a, I was not able to expand the business there. One for insurance purposes, it was just mm. way too expensive yep. to even start. And after, um, it was also uh, very difficult to uh, raise money um and my husband didn't find a job so after three months we had to pack a life again and we had to fly back to sydney so that was uh, before and and then um um i when i come back to australia my co-founder told me that uh, he was leaving the business and i was like oh no like i'm i'm sure we can do something about it he was like no i'm out and and uh, yeah and I, I was thinking it was still opportunity in marketplaces and decided to I was thinking that there's something to do about photo shoots and locations, mm -hmm. and uh, that's how my current startup started. Um, so it's called Scoutly, and um, and we do uh, locations of photo shoot. And how we different from others is we do by the room, by the hour. So yep. if you're a producer, an influencer, or photographer, you can just rent out a kitchen, a swimming pool, or a bathroom, and just um, just for one hour or two or, or a full day, uh, depending on what you need. Uh, this this was back, if you go back to like your event coordination or event management degree, I mean, that tracks very well with that. So when did, when did the idea really kind of formulate and, and the, the first person or two that you told, did they look at you like, what you, you want to do what <laughs> was was there a kind of a were they very skeptical i think they most of them were like oh i think i understand this one better than the kitchen <laughs> many, people had, <laughs> many people had no idea why we would do a business of commercial kitchen so i think everyone was like maybe <laughs> and the good thing is uh because i'm not building my platform i'm using a off-the-shelf marketplace um mm. i could just have it live very quickly and and very quickly, I've been able to push it, and and I got some producer contacting me and say like they put it on Facebook like when I told about the business on a big group. Um, they're like, oh, where have you been all my, all my life? I've been looking for it, and that's the kind of result where you're like, oh, you just launched, and someone tell you this, and exactly. um, yeah. it seems yeah, like I love that. So, so tell me, are there other? Did you have competitors, or are you really starting this? I mean, is this a new space because it's hourly? Yeah, so there are people that are doing for the full house hourly. Yep. There are people that are doing for the full house for a full day. But most of them are focusing on like movies, big right. productions. But no one are focusing on what I think like the creative industry is shifting. And I think there's much more 
influencers, producers that have, uh, so the produce, like the influencers, what's interesting is micro and mini influencers are getting more and more budget to do shoots. So they can start spending money to have a better location because the issue is if you want to create good content, you cannot just shoot in your room every day. Like, and you can ask that many friends, but at some point you run out of right. good location. Yeah. So uh, we start from like, for 20 bucks, you can have a, a beautiful living room or a beautiful room, so you can just do the shoot that you need. And also on the other side, the producer, the big production company, they've been getting less and less money for their shoots. And mm. uh, so for them, trying to find something, most of the time they tell me like, we book a full house because we have no other option, but we really need the living room or the kitchen for a shoot. And so if you can provide that, and of course we give them also another room where they can get all their um, makeup artists and everything, right, but right. the only room that they, they just book the only room where they're shooting from. And, and at least they can spend much less budget. And what we changed recently as well is uh, when you book by the room by the hour, we also change the price according to how big is the crew. So mm. if you are a small producer or a small influencer, with only a few people, like less than six people, it's um, the rate is very reduced. As like if you come for like a very big ad, so it's almost like Airbnb meets location, like meets settings. I mean, so your all the transactions are, are going through your website, right? The financial trans transactions are going through your website, and I'm assuming your business model is you take a percentage of whatever the the rate is. Yes, that's correct. Fifteen percent. So when did this start? When did, how, when did you launch and what kind of walk us through how it's been since you launched? Yeah, uh, so we, I will say that we did a soft launch almost a year ago now. And oh. um, uh, we, we've been able to get bookings quite quickly. That was interesting. Like from month one, we, we got some very interesting booking. But what I realized is I was expecting to make this kind of transaction revenue type, but I was expecting more bookings, uh, but I was making much less booking, but the same revenue that I was expecting, just because it was much more like producer using us. And mm. that took me months to realize that my target market, um, the, the price per room was too, was too expensive. And, um, but because I had no idea, like I knew exactly how much I could charge for a commercial kitchen. But when people were asking me like, how much should I charge for, bathroom i had yeah. no idea so it's it was tricky at the beginning to tell people like uh, like people were like asking me like so how much do i charge and i was like i don't know so until like probably christmas time um we've been able to uh think about like okay we should change the pricing model and uh, when we change the pricing model um we're starting to get more inquiries and after we got the fires so <laughs> it was uh like many of us should get canceled just because of like visibility and people not traveling. Right. And, uh, and finally in March, uh, everything was picking up again. Everyone was like, for us, we have like the Christmas time is mm -hmm. like December, January is very quiet in Australia. So we only got a few shoots then. And March was finally the time that it, it did pick up. We got a lot of inquiries. And when the booking was supposed to happen, uh, we got into lockdown. And yeah. <laughs> we had to cancel everything. <laughs> so, um, so now I'm looking... Um, I'm taking this time to, uh, we're changing the platform. So it's going to look amazing in the next few weeks. And, uh, and we're going to do a proper launch finally with what people want. And 
I know we have more than 2,000 locations onto our platform and we're getting more. Wow. Uh, so at least when people come on it, they can find exactly what they want. And we're going to make the filters and everything better. Right. So people don't spend too much time trying to find it. And I think the biggest issue for many of our platform is they don't show the price. So people have no idea. Like when they go to platform even in Europe, they don't show the price. Or in the US, they show the price, but they show the full house. So if you mm -hmm. just, for example, want a kitchen and you want a kitchen that's red, you have to look at all the picture of all the house to be able to find the, the kitchen and you have to rent out the full house. And yeah. that's where I think that's going to be a strength. It's just to just book what you want. So when you, when you first started with this idea, did you, did you do some kind of focus group testing or did you, uh, what was kind of the research that you did before you actually launched? Yeah. So for me, um, I, I tried to ask people around me if I knew someone that needed a place for, um, um, photo shoots or anything like what kind of issue they had and and I've been able to speak with um, a few people I will say that uh, <clears throat> looking back probably not enough <laughs> people but you know sometimes you think you're on the right track uh, I was thinking I'll test it out and see but um, uh, I was speaking with people who were telling me that uh, for the photo shoot, uh, they wanted a beautiful bed. Um, they they made like they do like little pillows with lavender inside and things like this. Uh, they have to rent a full hotel room for a night to just do two hours of photo shoot of a bed. And I was yeah. like, wow, oh, that's crazy. And some of the people were doing like um, new bikinis and new like lines of like leggings and things like this. And they are telling me that they had to rent out a full Airbnb for the night to have this beautiful swimming pool but because the swimming pool was beautiful the house was expensive and and i was like wow like i'm sure people will just rent out the pool because they can still be in their house and that's where like we also very different is not everyone has a spare house or mm -hmm. a spare bedroom to rent so we also bringing very different people than airbnb because airbnb it's only one type of person that can afford to have a spare bedroom but in <laughs> you don't have many spare bedrooms that you can rent out or, or spare house um, but at least even as well like some people don't want to have strangers sleeping in their place or sure. coming into their place uh, to share their beds or anything yeah. and, and the good thing is now like they can just come and, and really just use the kitchen for the day and leave and um, yeah one of our best um location already made more than five thousand dollars just by renting a kitchen and she has four kids at home but she just do the shoot when um, when they go to school and she go to she goes to work if they come and do the shoot and and she can just make money and she comes back and everything is clean and and like nothing and she just make extra money so. so so what all is included in the package i mean i'm assuming that i would have to tell you if i was the one that owned the home i would tell you what my availability would be like what mm -hmm. hours it's open or or you could be booking it but also like when they leave um is cleaning part of the package too or do you, do you just ask people to leave it in good shape when they leave or what's what's the kind of the other benefits yeah they have to leave it as clean as they found it so um and usually we shoot is not like party time yeah. they usually come there's few people there's usually a crew and uh and they're usually not that dirty anyway and if right. they are like we show them like where they can find like the cleaning equipment or um 
and everyone who comes uh, pay a $500 deposit. So if they don't leave it clean, uh, we take it from the deposit. And if it's anything bigger, anything missing, anything broken, we cover, we have a very good insurance cover to make sure mm -hmm. that in case if anything goes wrong, that's uh, something that we learned from the previous business is making sure that, um, yeah, everyone is covered. So yeah. everyone feels safe. So are they, do they have to be home most of the time or can, can people just go and use the use it otherwise i mean did i guess the homeowners have to be there or not no they prefer that you're not home okay <laughs> even more when um if it's for example like if they have recording sound they prefer that like you're not moving things around or and also sometimes they have to move furniture or they have to move things and usually if the owner is there by looking and by asking questions um like because everything is safe and they pay a deposit if anything goes wrong like uh depending on the size as well like if they only booking the kitchen of course you can be in your house if they booking the full house they prefer you not to be in the house right. um if if they booking the swimming pool you can definitely be in the house that's not a problem um but uh, yeah depending of what type of shoot and and what type of noise level they need to have um, um yeah you can be or not be in your house but sometimes they just the key like in a padlock outside or meet um or they meet the person uh on the morning when they come to the shoot they give them the keys they explain them how to close the door where to find things and they go and so right. that's uh, how it usually happens so i you mentioned a minute ago about uh about you know march you had all these bookings and then then you know COVID 19 or the coronavirus hit so yes. walk us through a little bit like how have you kind of pivoted a little bit in your business to to deal with the virus and you know how have you kind of navigated those waters a little bit yeah so so far what we've been doing is uh, making sure that we were putting some new procedure in place and trying to understand like like different um, stage of lockdown and what can you do <laughs> and making sure that uh, uh, following the regulation um, most of us should uh, were cancelled but starting to see that like for us we the numbers are very good for um uh, corona and they just come down we only had a, um, a few new cases in the last few days so um shoots can still happen but we want to make sure like we show how to be extremely safe so mm -hmm. what we're putting in place is like no you will have to go with like uh, booties on and like uh, gloves and mask and glasses and uh, uh something on um um a gown uh, mm -hmm. so everyone who is coming with equipment like they have new procedures like they're not able to, they're not allowed to share their meals anymore like you know before they used to have like share plates now they need to all bring their plates they need to all keep the same equipment all the time and uh, the number of crew is reducing um the number of like we have to make sure that, like for example the model or uh, if there's a few like safe distancing like we try to um we made a list of like which houses are completely empty so mm -hmm. at least uh, we know that they are safe to go in uh, so trying to only shoot in places that are or empty or at least with making sure that like no one is at risk in the home um so uh, uh yeah so for us it's like trying to put new procedure in place but also like focusing on that but also using this time to do all the things that we haven't been able to do for the business like making the platform better making a customer support better like uh working on a pr and a marketing so mm -hmm. we're using this time to i've been able to uh, 
I just closed a small uh, pre-seed round uh, from friends, family and fools at the worst time. <laughs> so now I feel like I can raise at any time <laughs> because if you can close the money now. So with this money as well, like finally I'm able to spend money on things that <laughs> I've been bootstrapping. So <laughs> I'm going to be a bit doing PR and marketing. So um, the aim is to prove that we can grow all of Australia quickly. And uh, we do a lot of strategic partnership and um, and prove what kind of partnership can work here and what can we rep replicate next. Uh, we're aiming to go next to Europe. So, uh, and after when we, we know what we're doing in Europe, we then go to the States. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask you, what was your plan for world domination, you know, with, uh, with Scoutly? I mean, I can, I can see in your eyes that, you know, you're, you, you're not gonna stop at Australia. You have bigger plans than that. Oh, it's go big or go home. Like, <laughs> exactly. uh, I tried that with Cookie too, and he was like, we went big. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I learned my lessons. I'm going home, but I will be back <laughs> one day. <laughs> I will be back. Oh, I think it's a great idea. And I, my, my next question I was going to ask you, you may have already answered, but I, if you can just um, maybe drill down a little bit, like, since you've you've been a a multiple startup founder you know you've started more than one company so if you were talking to somebody just getting started what are what are one or two really foundational steps that you would tell them to help them navigate this difficult time right now with the coronavirus what's what's one or two steps that you think would be really helpful to somebody that that's really facing a difficult time right now Something in general that I will tell them, Corona or not, is make sure that you find customer before you build. Mm -hmm. And I can see so many people all the time like spending so much money in tech development. And, and after, they're like, okay, now how do we get customers? And like, no, that doesn't work this way. Like, and I think it's a good time because people are usually too busy to speak to you. And Corona puts people down, but people have time, they open. Like I've been sending LinkedIn requests to producers six months ago. They finally accepting now. Exactly. <laughs> they <laughs> they just um, slowing down. So making sure that like you just ask people, like many people are also afraid of asking, but if you don't ask, you don't know. And that's always my thing is like, what's the worst that can happen? Like, and if you think like that, you usually realize that you're not going to die. And okay, Corona is different, but like if you stay safe in your home, you can contact so many people and really understand like what you're doing. Also many people tell me like, oh, I have this amazing idea. And I was like, yeah, I know five people that tried that before. Like, no, no one tried. No, like, have you even like researched it? And, and I think right now with internet, it's so easy to be able to see who is doing what. Like people telling me that they have no competition For when sure. they do, like yeah. not doing their research properly. Um, yeah. And and you can do your research in any country from your computer in your bedroom. So it's very simple. Um, so something, yeah. So don't build before you know that you have customers. Make sure that you do your research properly and, and try to use something that already exists like even the first year in business, I'm still using an off-the-shelf marketplace. And right now, I'm just building on top of it. Mm -hmm. uh, I will only wait for my seed around to be able to, when I know exactly what my customer wants from like 18 months of like speaking to them, that I will build from that because there is no point to spend so much money. And 
and by being so lean as well i will know exactly like what my customers are doing on my like I speak to them because they have issues but by speaking to them like many people try to automate everything too early and they miss all the issues all the gold that the customer could tell them like oh like i think um some people tell me like oh it's good that you do buy the room by the hour but i want a full house for a full day but i cannot see on your website like where like i want a full house like can i do that i know in the new release we just <laughs> offering full house full day because some people want that um but yeah if i don't speak to them i don't know and and i think that's would be like the main thing i i think that's great advice absolutely it's and i and i think i mean you could have been it very easily been very pessimistic i mean in what happened in March and April, you know, with, with your bookings, I mean, virtually closing down, you know, so to speak. But I mean, I love the idea of just really kind of um, drilling down and really focusing on procedures and, and listening to your customers and talking to people. Um, you know, those, those are great hints. Those are great tips for, for people to, to follow right now. So is there anything that we haven't touched on today that uh, you want to just close us with and and um, then just tell people where, where to find you online. Um, maybe something just about the point before. Sometimes people research about like how long it will take to achieve something. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes it's also good to not know because if I will know <laughs> that the previous business took me two and a half years to finally close it down and this yeah. one took me a year to finally get to a point where I was hoping to be in three months. Like it's good to also be too, too pos uh, positive. Yeah, because, right. Um, it's tough because you go to like huge ups and downs. Entrepreneur, and I'm creating a network of female entrepreneurs around me. It's so useful um, because it's so difficult as a female entrepreneur to see other female entrepreneurs doing it. Like so many people are speaking about it, but not really female entrepreneurs are doing it. And um, it's really good when you really get a close group of people that understand you because your normal friends usually don't get it. Like mm. they don't understand why you're working so much for no money. <laughs> like it's just crazy. Exactly. And you you're doing it both. You're doing it twice. <laughs> yeah. And we have a two-year-old at home. Like, uh, oh, she's not only at home. Like she, she. But uh, yeah. Like I also like um, for female entrep like for female entrepreneur like making sure that like uh having a baby in a startup it's possible like i had too many people that told me it was not and um i got pregnant after a few months joining my previous startup i think it's very important that the woman decide if she thinks it's possible or not it's possible but only if you want to mm -hmm. like don't yeah. tell don't let anyone tell you like what you should do or not like if right. you feel like you want to stay home and do just taking care of your baby it's a full-time job already so you can exactly. do that but if you feel that, like you can just do it and for me it was for my sanity i knew that like 24 hours with baby would make me crazy but mm -hmm. at the same time the first six months uh sophia was so like simple like and when they small like they don't roll like she used to come to the office That's and sleep on my desk and and she used to like sleep and feed and i will just go for a walk and sleep and and i went to like i went to like uh, a program in asia and and they told me like my co-founder couldn't go and i was like okay i'm going and they were like but you have a baby that you're breastfeeding i was like yeah can she come with me and they were like they feel in asia and you're going to bring a baby and i was like can i and and they and they said yes i went to like tech in asia in jakarta with sophia and 
people like seeing a, a white person with a baby in a pram going through tech in Asia was like, oh, she's crazy. But at the same time, like, I realized that like people really like that. And, yeah. and when they see that, they tell their wife that like she could do it. And, and I think for us to have like Melanie Perkins to really be a super uh, amazing female entrepreneur in Australia shows that like, yes, you can be a female CEO, you can have a big startup. And that's something that I want to make sure that we tell a lot of women because it's very difficult when you don't have a role model to think that you can do it. Well, you are certainly, you're certainly doing it. And, and um, I mean, it's just fun to kind of watch from a, from a distance just to see how, how your startup is kind of gaining some traction and some momentum. And we're just anxious to see what it does in the future. So where, where's the best place to find you online? Scoutly, S-K-O-U-T-L-I.com. <laughs> Easy, we're going global from the beginning. Scoutly.com, uh, no, not com.au, it's com.com. <laughs> <laughs> dot com yeah. and uh, and after like on uh, social media and everything it's scoutly sometimes with double e at the end but um if you type scoutly you will find us um yeah and uh, and if anyone needs anything they can find me on on linkedin uh, easy to find and i usually try to respond to as many people as i can yeah she's very good at responding she uh she responded to my crazy request to come on the show so caroline thank you so much for just taking the time today it's it's been great just catching up with you and and jacques as well earlier this week and um i just will just be anxious to see how this progresses and how the startup family of australia does in the next few years and just thanks for playing your part in helping all boats rise in a rising tide appreciate your help thank you Thanks a lot for spending all the time speaking to crazy founders as well. <laughs> Love it all the time. Take care. Another episode in the books. We hope you heard some great takeaways. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes and YouTube. As always, thanks for listening to Rising Tide.